people have gotten desperate and um, Wit would tell you that he had a moment of desperation where someone got desperate on him and tried to jack him for his fucking money. Yeah, that was and fun. can you please tell the class what yeah. happened to you today? Yeah. So this is some uh, fucked up shit. Yeah, this is it's funny when you you know you hear stories about people uh, about you know credit card fraud or you know you, you hear stories about people that have gone through stuff like this. And yeah, you know, at least for me, I've always thought to myself, it'll never happen to me. Ah, oh, no, no, I'm. I'm cool. My password is great. You know, my password is, you know, shift one, two, three, four. Like that's, that's great. Nobody can crack that. So, <laughs> so I always think that that's like, that's so funny, dude. it's just never going to happen to me. Right. So, um, right. weird thing is that like, I got through this weekend, I had a big, uh, uh, I got a lot going on at school and I got a lot coming up with the band and the podcast and there's just a lot of on my plate. Right. And, um, last night yeah. I was feeling really optimistic and I'm like, you know, I, I sat down and I wrote this to do list of, I mean, it was like a page and a half worth of shit. Like it was so much stuff to do, do this, call this person, text that person, um, you know, clean the backyard and, you know, wash the cat and like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and like just this huge thing of like, you know, I'm going to knock out a whole bunch of stuff tomorrow. Right. So then today I yeah. wake up once again, feeling really optimistic and just, you know, uh, motivated. I'm going to do this. I jumped into my workout clothes, like I'm getting ready to work out and stuff. And, um, you know, I did a bunch of stuff in the morning and then well, right before I was about to jump into the workout is probably about noon, probably about noon. And, um, mm -hmm. I, I get this, I'm, like, I literally, I turned on the insanity video cause I, you know, I, I work yeah, out in the living room. Heart. So, wow. um, so I turn it on and, uh, and I'm getting ready to start warming up and I get this text message and I just looked over and it was one mm. of those weird, like push notifications. And so I, I, I clicked on it and it said, um, you know, chase fraud, fraud department alerts, you know, have you, um, did you spend $444? No. Um, did you authorize this, you know, text yes oh, or no. Shit. And I'm no. like, so I texted no. And then literally right after that, I got a phone call from like an 877 number. I'm like, yeah, I should normally I don't pick up those because they're always, you know, something. But I'm like, OK, yeah, something pushed me like answer this right now. Right. I turn off the off the TV and I answer the phone and I'm and it was a really nice lady from from Chase. And um, yeah, she was like, hey, so, you know, and I'm paraphrasing everything. She was definitely a lot more eloquent with the way she spoke. But she was like, yeah. hey, bro, did you just spend 450 bucks <laughs> in Texas <laughs> at Walmart wow, in Texas? Wow, in Texas, out of all fucking places, man. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. She's like, did you authorize anybody to use your card in Texas? I said, no, I'm in Huntington Beach getting ready to work out right now. Like, no, nobody should be using my oh, card in shit, Texas. shit, man. So she goes, wow. she goes, let me put you on a quick hold. You know, she verified my, my, my ID and, you know verified mm -hmm. who I was and did all that. The, the, the first lady was really cool. She was really nice. She was really helpful. Um, she was like, I'm sorry it's taking so long. I was literally on the phone with her for about an hour and 20 minutes um, because she was going line by line through my stuff. Jesus and she's Christ, like, did man. you authorize this one? I said, yes. She's like, did you authorize all of these OnlyFans? I said, yes. And then, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> she goes, did you, <laughs> she goes, did you, um, did you authorize this, uh, this, payment at a gas station at a racetrack in Dallas. And I'm like, no. And so wow, it was weird. There was the like, fuck? there was like two or three, um, 
two or three uh, transactions that literally happened like within the last like hour and a half or two hours. And I said, no, I'm in Huntington Beach. I haven't authorized anybody to use my business account anywhere, you know, that type of stuff. So, so long story longer, I'm staying on the phone with her. It's been like about an hour and a half and um, she's going through the motions and she's like, I'm trying to get all this stuff wiped out. I'm also going to send you a new card and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was really happy with, um, it, yes, it's an inconvenience, but wiping my account clean is more of yeah. an inconvenience. So the fact that Chase caught that shit so quick um, was pretty impressive, uh, really impressive. And um, so, but then having a cell phone, I got a drop call. Like it dropped for some reason, it just dropped the call. And I'm like, Whoa, so I'm thinking hell? like, are they going to call me back? So they, unfortunately they didn't call they me back. Call so, you back yeah. Well, she oh, didn't. didn't No. So maybe oh, like 10 minutes okay. later, I said, you know, let me call him back. So I tried calling and you don't get the same person. There's like multiple no, call don't. centers and stuff. So I ended up getting, um, getting some, uh, some guy that was, uh, you know, I had to re-explain my whole situation and tell him that somebody was helping me and blah, 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 and this and yeah. stuff. And then, so he starts helping me and I'm on the phone with him for a little over an hour. Um, same thing. Oh, I just have it. He's like, I'm sorry, this is taking so long, but we have a lot of calls and we're trying to fit track everything down and blah, blah, blah. So the next thing you know, it's like a little over an hour later, that phone call drops. And I'm like, you gotta be oh. kidding me. Like, I can't have this. And, and here's the, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. And no, so, it did and not. here's what sucks too, is because I went to go log into my account. I came into my bedroom. I'm yeah. like, I get on my laptop and it, it, it locked me. They locked me out of my system. They locked me out of my, did. they, yeah. I, they said, you cannot log in right now because they're doing stuff. So, so I'm thinking to myself, like, do I call back? Do I stay online? What do I do? You know, so I call back again. And this time I'm on the phone with this, this lady who was really, and, and maybe, you know, I, I got to give her the benefit of the doubt. It was late in the day. Maybe she was cranky. Maybe I was cranky, but she wasn't the nicest person in the world. And, um, mm. and, uh, and it was, and it was frustrating because I'm, I'm explaining to her exactly what happened, blah, 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 blah. And she was really short with me. And she was, she was very, very short with me. And she said, sir, what do you want me to do? And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. This is, oh, this is customer service. And I lost it. And I'm like, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to you know, reactivate my stuff. I want you to deactivate this card. I want you to send me another card. I want you to make sure that I'll, like, I just went down the list of like all the stuff that the other lady was doing, but this one was just super, just very oh, confrontational Lord. and stuff. Just wasn't like willing to help. I'm like, come on. So um, she goes, um, she goes, well, you have to use a whole new, uh, email and password and create all that stuff. And, and, and I'm like, Oh, at first okay. she tried to, she wanted to, uh, uh, verify my identity. And I said, great, no problem. The last two people did it. Send me the, the, they send you like a notification. And I got to read back the code that they send me. And she goes, um, she, she told me the last four of my, of my, um, my phone number. I said, yeah, that's the number. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, it didn't go through. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, what do you want me to do? Like I can turn my phone off and turn it on. And she goes, um, do you have another number? Jesus. And I said, no, this is my only number. And she goes, okay, well, um, I can't verify your identity. And I said, there has to be another way. So she puts me on with this automated system where I literally spoke into the, into the phone and I'd said everything. Like I, 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 I put down all of my, 
you know, it said, you know, tell us the your last four of your social, tell us your address, tell us your, you know, the last four. Jeez, the, that's a like, fucking nightmare, man. Dude, I went through all this stuff. And then even the automated system said, thank you for verifying your identity. And I was like, you're welcome, automated okay. system. And then it sends me yeah. back to the homegirl. And I go, okay, so can we do this and this and this? And she goes, sir, we don't just give out fraudulent information to people. And I'm and like, it, it was the, it was the weirdest. Whoa. I, I was so frustrated because like, I, like I needed her help. I needed her help in order. Like, right. Trust I, me, I, I'm I, more that's, of, a, that's a distress right there. Man, I'm more of one of those dudes that like, yeah. I would rather go online than and do it all myself. Like if I can go online and do it myself, cool. Like I'm the guy that I deposit my checks with a picture. I don't need to go. If I don't need to go into a branch, then I don't go. Like I like to do yeah. all my stuff from, from my, so, but the problem is I couldn't do that because I needed her help. So, right. So it's by this time, it's about four o'clock and the branches close at five. And I said, you know what? Right. Thank you so much for your help. Goodbye. Like I'm not, I, I, I just, I can't get, I can't go anywhere with, with this girl. So I called up the closest branch and I said, oh, this I, is so I, fucked up. Yeah. And I talked with one of the bankers there and I said, listen, I know you guys are super busy and I know you guys take um, appointments and stuff. Just, I explained a, just a, a, a fraction of my situation. I just said, any chance you can help me out. And he was like, yeah, come on down. And I said, cool, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So I rolled over and he got on the phone. He, he's on a landline. So he, mm. he <laughs> hopefully that didn't drop, but, um, <laughs> jumped on jumped on with, with them and he this guy laced me up like he took care of everything he ordered all new cards he canceled the the one that was fraudulent um and yeah. he said you know because i still have the old um atm cards that just have the the chip they don't have like the tap you know what i mean you know how some of the oh, cards now they have like the yeah, tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have yeah. that stuff, and he's like, I don't either. Actually, I need to get, I need to get one. Yeah. So he's like, you know what, dude? Um, anytime, so fucking anytime crazy. that there was this much, he. Oh, and this is the craziest part. So I'm sitting there with him, and he, we're going line by line through all of my accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, my business account, my savings account, my personal checking. My, I'm going through line by line. He was like, and it looks like the first lady took mm-hmm. care of it. She took care of the fraudulent stuff, took it off. But then unfortunately our call ended before she could finish everything. So she, she had taken care of all that stuff. We were going line by line. And then right before I bounced, I'm like, Hey man, everything looks good. We changed the address, which I uh, changed the pin number. I changed this, you know, all the, all the stuff that we had to do to make it, make it safer. Um, and we mm-hmm. upgraded the security and, and he showed me how to do that. Yeah. And then he goes, um, and then I, he's like, before you leave, dude, Log on on your phone. Make sure you can do that as well. Like, let's double check everything. It was just really smart guy. So mm. log in. I'm looking and um, my savings account, which I mean, let's face it. I'm a musician. I don't have a lot of savings, but um, the little bit of savings like, that I, I did have, dollars. I, I make hundreds of dollars a year. Um, the <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> So the the. The little bit of, of money that I did have saved in my savings account um, was gone. It was oh, it was gone, fuck, man. But what I realized right then was that it was it wasn't it wasn't taken out. It was transferred to my my um, my personal checking, and what? when we saw that and and we saw what time it was it was it was transferred at four at four o'clock or at something like it was transferred at like right before they locked the account. Um, so I Whoa. think he, 
the guy, the banker, he says that he thinks that that's what triggered the lock because he thinks that they weren't whoever it was that's out there. Um, they yeah. weren't after my card. They were after my account because that way they could go in, take everything, put it to my checking and then sell themselves. No, how, that's new, man. How crazy is that, dude? That's what crazy. Fuck? So, I mean, I'm just, uh, oh, I mean, it's one of those things what? where today I fail. Wait, well, how, would that, how would that work, though? I mean, you have a savings account. Obviously, someone, account. They ha- they, they, instead of hacking into my card, they were trying to hack into my account. Because when you can, when you can hack into your account, I have one of those accounts where I have all of my accounts all together. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like a one-stop yeah. shop, like everybody. Right, right. Know, so they could go into there. If they can hack into that, they can take... They can literally transfer money from my my savings and my business checking and this, and they, they can, can bring everything into one around, and then just yeah. one giant zell to themselves. But why would they zell? Your- because it's real time. Mm. It's real time money that goes. I that's mean, not uh, very smart though. If they're if they're going to zell themselves, there there's a number and an email tied well, to it. Yeah, the, the money honest, does I'm, disappear though. I'm pretty sure that you know the people who are in, are doing that are much smarter when it comes to fraud. I mean, I don't know how to fraud anybody. I don't know how to lie to my wife. Like I can't. I I don't know how to do any of that. So, well, I'm sure the they've only, thought about that. I mean, with money, I've never really seen it happen. I mean, especially. I mean, the only thing I've seen happen, and I can't really explain it because I don't understand the concept, is money laundering. Mm-hmm. And I used to see that all the time when I used to work at Chase in San mm-hmm. Gabriel, and um. I knew what was happening, but I couldn't really, I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I, the Fed? Yeah. No, I'm a fucking, I'm a bank teller. I can't do any of this. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I do know is how did they get your password to your account, right? It That's the weirdest been, shit. It could have been this. And I noticed this. When you log in for whatever reason into a public like a network, like say a Starbucks, a McDonald's, Mm-hmm. Uh, a library and you log into your account you've just exposed yourself i mm. know that for a fact because it had okay you know pertinent to to the subject it happened to me uh with my chase account and it was 150 dollars that they were trying to authorize at a safeway in arizona they were trying really? to buy groceries with my money and I'm like, motherfucker, if you would have known me, you say you need $150 for groceries, I would have gave you it. This. Or at least at least uh, for fucking gallons of milk, bitch. I like, got five on it. You to steal from me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you need a 12-pack? It's only eight ninety nine. dollars That's the weirdest thing. Like, like um, with with all the headache that went into today and like that whole to-do list that I had just went into the trash can. Yeah. It, it, it didn't go to the trash. It's, I'll probably do most of it tomorrow. But, um, you know, it it's amazing how just at the drop of a hat so that, that the whole day could change. And there was so much riding on that. And literally as soon as I left the branch, I had this weird feeling of, of being pissed off, but at the same time being extremely grateful Um, because, you know, did my, you know, my day suffered, you know, I, I, yeah, I didn't get the stuff done that I wanted to do. Um, you know, it took up a whole lot of time. I got aggravated talking with someone and, and trying to explain myself and doing all that. I had to drive to a branch and I had to do all this stuff. But what's the other side of that? I could have been, my, my accounts could have been drained and, you know, totally. and, and totally rents coming man. up and, you know, we don't have a lot of money right now. We're musicians are barely getting back to, um, you know, 
somewhat of a normal, you know, we're getting a few shows here and there. So, I mean, it's just amazing that in a time like this, there's still people out there that are like, wow, I, that just surprised me that, that like, it surprised me and it didn't surprise me. I think more. Right. Me. It, 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 well, here, that's, that's the thing I'm also talking about is, you know, going back to, you know, the six human needs that I was explaining. Um, that's part of the variety of, of your life. Like you, you, you said it like just like that at the drop of a hat, your whole mm -hmm. day changes, your entire day changes and people call it problems. Other people call it surprises. Like they see it as obstacles. Like, I mean, for me, here's the thing. I'm big on the definitions that I give to whatever happens to me in my life. Like lately it's been very frustrating because we can't define it as something good. Like mm -hmm. this shit with the fraud thing, how can you define it as good? Yeah. But in the flip side, you got to see it as like, oh yeah, well, motherfucker, I got to change my passwords. I got to put well, on. I don't think um, you can define it. I, uh, right. Yeah, I don't think you can you, define it as good. It but you can also come yeah. from a, pos a position of, uh, you know, let's try to find the good in it. You know, um, right, which you is know, difficult. It, it, oh, yeah. absolutely, dude. When I left the the Very place difficult. I went, I literally I didn't even get in my car. I walked next door to the liquor store. Um, I picked up an 18 pack of this and I'm like, well, I, I missed my workout today. So, uh, I'm just going to come home and I'm just going to, I'm just going to have a few, curls. yeah, I'm just going to have a couple of drinks and I'm just going to relax and, and be grateful. And, and at that point, um, oh, I seen this. Yeah. Oh, look. So he just says that they have these card, uh, machine readers that can attach to anywhere you swipe or insert your card and it saves it then they can download it to a server. Yeah, that's that's a big fraud business. And Alexandria Lampton, <laughs> hey, you handsome fuckers. We finished dinner and going to break in the car back in a few chat. What's up? Nice. That's neighbors. You know, you know, it's yeah. I shout out to Brett, too. And, and yeah. I, I've met Alexandria, right? Didn't I? I Not don't yet, right? know. I don't know. No, oh, you know I what? met Brett. No, Brett came down. We're going to run it she back. Was, we got to run, run it back. Yeah. And here, here's, here's one thing. Okay. And uh, I'm going to revert back to what I was talking about at the beginning before you came in. Mm -hmm. um, this is a hypothetical. Is it true? Is it not true story? Cause I don't want to throw up any names, but I'm just going to give you the, the scenario. I had an old colleague that had a fucking mental breakdown um, during this whole pandemic. And mm -hmm. I felt bad, bro. I felt bad because yeah. I know her, I know it's a female, obviously. I know her situation. I know what she's gone through. I know how long she's been doing this for. And I feel powerless. This is the the uncertainty part of, of the feelings that I have because I don't you you want to be Superman in some things, but you can. And the you know, funny thing is we were I was just watching Batman versus Superman with my son. And of course, it's an adult movie, but he was so into it. And he's like, wait, dad, like. How come he asked me a very, very, very interesting question? He goes, Dad, how come Superman's saving people, but other people are still getting hurt? And I'm just like, son, I'm like, he's Superman. He's not, he can't save everyone at the same time. He's mm -hmm. like, but he's Superman. So in his eyes, Superman can save everyone. But then Bruce Wayne comes in and he goes, No, motherfucker, you blew up my building and everyone in it when you were fighting with fucking your homie from Krypton or whatever. Yeah, and General I'm just like, fuck, man. Yeah, and it's like for it's a that for every action, there's not an equal reaction. There might be an even worse reaction. It's like, mm -hmm. and that's the variety of 
of the six human needs the certainty of course you already know i i and i i've always meant to ask you because i don't think i have would you consider yourself a certainty freak or you're more like living on the edge what, what would be i mean what would you consider yourself as i hmm i think you it depends know on the, when it happens there's there's, happens, there's like different situations like for that for me anyways right. there's like because there's t- there's moments where you know having that that balance, I guess that's what I try to, I I try to live that balance, you know, and even in like other aspects of life, like in, in being a musician, um, you know, being a musician, you want to have that creativity and you want to have, and creativity comes from having that um, uncertainty because you, you know, you don't know what the song is going to be until you write it. You have, you don't know which way it's going to go until you feel those emotions and do that. So that, that uncertainty is, or learn a new song to play that you never thought. I'm like, well, I don't, I never thought I would, you know, see myself to be open-minded to have that creativity. But on the flip side of that, being the, being the, the, uh, you know, proprietor, I guess, or, or the business owner side of the, of the, of the band, you also have to be certain of certain gigs and what time we're going to be there and what time is sound check. And, you know, right. so there's that's like the a balance, part. there's a balance yeah. to it. So I guess that's what I would have to say. It would depend on the situation. Um, there's certain that, things that, in life that go well, ahead. I know you, you for sure, for sure. You have to make sure all the equipment is fucking working. For example. Yeah. Like I'm That's so burned out today. Good. Like right now I, I checked everything and I was like, okay, I'm good to go. And then I jumped into the back office. I could hear me fine. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And then it come on and you can't hear it. I was like, ah, now I got to trouble to shoot this shit. <laughs> and like, and, and then when, as soon as you, like, literally I'm like, I was checking everything. I'm like, what's going on? And then I checked yeah. and it was a setting in main stage. So, oh, okay. So see, but here, that's a, that's exactly the example that I've used in the past too. And this is part of the anxiety that my old colleague has because she she's not very tech savvy and she had to learn during this whole year in which a lot of people did. Yeah. And you already learned, okay. Yeah. You've learned like, okay, if shit goes wrong like this, this is what I have to do before mm-hmm. you're like, Oh shit. Like you're scrambling going, what do I do? Oh yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people have to teach themselves. It's not really, you know, this as well as I do. You, you, you can only, I can only lead you to the water. I can't make you jump in and learn how to mm-hmm. swim, dude. And um, I use that analogy because, you know, horses can drink right out of the water when you lead them, but they, they don't jump into the water like humans do. And, and that, and that's if like you, you analyze the fucking water, if it's swampy, you ain't going in like, no, don't mm-hmm. even try it. So well, you bring up a good and, point with that with, so let's use this analogy of like, you know, tech, this tech going wrong and like how I had to learn in the past with you during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I had my learning curve and, but uh, the creativity side versus the analytical side. Okay. So let's talk about yeah. those two. So literally I was so over analytical that I would FaceTime with you on here and we would literally do yeah. like a mock-up um, podcast yeah. and, and we, we would do exactly what we're doing here. Only it was yeah. just for the two of us. We weren't going live and there were times and that was like my practice. And I was so analytical about that. And so practicing, practicing to troubleshoot and figure it out because that way, when we do something live like this and something happens, I can fix it real quick because that way, and I don't have to spend too much time being analytical because this part, the podcast part, the part where we connect, the part where we uh, explore ideas, like this is the uncertainty part. This is the fun part that we get to just go down this road and see what happens and have a conversation. Yeah. 
And so the, the more that we prepare beforehand, the, right. the better the, the, you know, the podcast can be and, and the creativity, totally. you know what I mean? And, and those, those first two needs are very crucial because uh, right now, as we speak, people are still wondering like, fuck, you know, uh, is rent going to be met? Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, fuck, am I, am I, am I going to have a shift tomorrow with, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and those two right now are very important because the third one, which is significance, that that's, that's an ego need that we've, we do on a daily as to how to fulfill feeling, feeling needed, feeling, uh, you know, wanted, feeling special, a part of something. And I know right now well, I'm referring back to this co- colleague of mine, that that's what this person is lacking. And it's very evident that when you don't feel um, somewhat special, let me hear the, uh, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear I, mean, it. I wasn't sure if I should. You got to do like the ASMR, like videos. Like. Well, I was going to say, speaking <laughs> of needs. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if you got my text earlier, but I said, I think you should have a beer um, waiting and ready because I was going to challenge you to a beer chug. Oh, Lord, man, we got to do that this weekend because I drank all of it last night. I am such a glutton with with beer. I mean, not alcohol. I mean, because I can't finish a whole bottle. Like, I remember I I bought a bottle of Proper 12 when it first debuted, and that thing lasted me a month. Really? Uh, I I can't. With liquor, I can't do. You know as well as I do, man. We've had some crazy Wednesday nights where I had to sleep in my car for a little bit before I went home. You'll drink beer all night and you'll be fine, but then you have one shot and you're like, you're counting stealing tiles, bro. Yeah, you're you're sure hanging up with people while FaceTiming, man. That's that's my uh, (laughs) that's my mo. And no, but like, here's the thing: is I've also tasted like the the non alcoholic uh, non alcoholic beers, right? And I kid you not, with those things are just the same without the buzz man and it's the yeah. same feeling yeah like if you drink a whole six pack you get the same uh i guess the same not bloatedness but like the same fulfillment of mm-hmm. of the of the yeast i guess but without the buzz and um well, that's how I, I know i'm like i just love the taste of fucking beer it's a bonus that you get buzz but like god it's so good man i just love you it know, i don't know if i want to do this i i um i uh you gonna try it, Brett and Alex? I will save you both a beer. I know you guys. They okay. were uh, they were working on their car earlier tonight, taking care of the rotors and the brake pads. He's oh, he's dude. a he's an rotors amazing guy pain. that can just he knows how to yeah. do this stuff. Like I don't, I look like I might, but I'm not savvy when it comes to doing anything to a car other than you know taking. I it just know how to check wash. fluids and make sure uh, check oil. Um, I know when the light comes oil. on, I take it in. Like that's that's what that's all I know. But here's well, I the mean, thing. especially with the cars nowadays. So, so everybody that's at home during the pandemic, um, well, okay, because we're still in a pandemic. But uh, at, towards the <laughs> beginning, <laughs> right? Towards the beginning of the the lockdowns, the shutdowns, we're talking about uh, a little less than a year ago. I would say maybe June yeah. of last year is when about nine months you know, ago, roughly. Yeah, we had, everybody was stay at home, you know, everybody was no work, no nothing, no. So, and being the extrovert that I am and being in clubs and bars and restaurants, you know, six nights a week, I'm staying home and I'm like, and I don't get tired. So it's like 10, 11 midnight (laughs) and I'm like texting motherfuckers and I'm just being like, Hey, is anybody awake? Like, does anybody want to FaceTime and drink? And this guy right here is like, well, let me point to him. 
this guy right here, <laughs> he would always jump on with me. And one night I said, cause if you don't know, Ed, okay. If you know Edgar, you know, he can chug beers like, like fast, like really fast. Like it takes like less than a second and he's done with a full, you know, 60 yeah. ounce. I can't. Point, do that. Yeah. So we would have races. Hey, you can. I would get so shammered just trying to keep up with him. And I was thinking about trying it right now live on your Let's podcast. See, try it. But I I'm afraid though, it. because I'll probably get halfway done with this thing and then I'm going to spit it all over the, my, my computer. Let, but, um, let's see. Let's see. Try it. All right. Here we go. Ugh, this is you know, so- oh, you want me? Okay. I'll, I'll share a tip with you. This is how, because people who don't have tonsils can just guzzle it down. I don't know if you know that. I, I, I have, I have tonsils. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the trick is you're supposed to push your tongue to the back of your throat like that. I can't Most people that. have their tongue up high. So what 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 a couple of beer racists. <laughs> oh, that's I heard great. he chugs like oh Anthony, that is an insult. I do not uh, chug like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sips. I, All right. You know, remember, I'm gonna try it. Tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't judge me. This is horrible. I'm not good at this. <clears throat> Para arriba. Go. Okay, good. Very good. Told you it works. See? Oh. There it is. <laughs> Told you it works. Did it work? <sighs> did you do it? Oh, I did it. Yeah, yeah. Bam. Told you it works, man. <laughs> yeah. That was very good, man. I've you. never seen you do that before. I've never That's had, you know, first. I think it's because the pressure's on. <laughs> I know we've got, you know. The, what was it? We're, we're all the way to Southeast Asia, you know. Uh, Southeast Asia. So, and right. here, here's another trick I've learned from my Vietnamese buddies because uh, they mm-hmm. all drink Heineken. I don't know if, if you know that. They're, I... um, I don't know what it is, but um, I've I've had a, a few like blackouts with with my homies. But what they do is they get the the Heineken bottle, they put mm-hmm. a straw in it, and they bend it. And oh, they yeah. hold the straw and then it just a, they, uh, like a- yeah, it's like a turbo, like, you know, stream right, right down your throat. But one of my buddies does a tornado, like a, like a twister. He goes like that. He goes like this and he mm-hmm. goes like that. And it goes like, the- I was like, Oh, those are the guys, cool, in, um, man. So when me and Marlene go to, um, <laughs> Was that trick again? <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when we go to, uh, Whenever we go to Cabo, uh, and for anybody that's at home watching, if you ever go to Cabo, make sure you Cabo's go to uh, the Mango Deck. Okay, the Mango Deck. Yes, is this, this, I've heard a lot about it's it. It's like a little bar restaurant that's right on the right on the beach. And during the day, I mean this this is the place that you go to people watch. This is the place where you go and you post up. Really, you get a bucket of beers for like eight bucks. Um, and you just, you post up and you get some food and you hang out and there's, there's a, there's in, indoor, there's outdoor, there's on the beach. There's a, so we, we go there and like, we always make sure that one of the days for, of our vacation is, is spent strictly at the mango deck. We go there and we hang, we like, we'll go next door to the office and we'll have breakfast because that's one of the best breakfasts you'll ever have. Put your really? feet in the sand. Oh my God. It's called the office. <sighs> you go in there, yes. you put your feet in the sand and you just post up and you got some umbrellas and stuff and you got this great view and you just have a great breakfast. And then we'll go next door and we'll just, and we'll, we'll fucking pound. And 
Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that all the waiters, they do these games. So they have, there's a stage, <laughs> like there's, a, <laughs> there's a stage on the, on, on the, uh, I didn't do it this last time because I was, I, I was too much of a pussy, but they, um, they, I'm scared of those too, man. It was super cool because like, so they have these beer chugging contests and it's a waiter against a patron. And no, oh, really? they'll get like five, five of the, of the, the patrons there. They say, who wants to be in the beer, in the beer chugging contest? And they'll come up and they'll oh. put in Dos Equis, and they got Dos Equis, And so there's a table. And then like, I remember watching it and these, these waiters, they'll give you a run for your money, dude, like big time. They're walking around this one waiter. He's walking around. He has the, the, the tray and he's going, and yeah. there's this one guy left. And the guy who's like the MC is like, Hey, we need a waiter over here. And he was walking and he was like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll come over. He puts the tray down. He just sits there. And same thing. He get, they go rent one, two, three. He grabs the beer, takes it up and swirls it. And he's done, like totally done. No. And the other guys still go and stuff. I'm like, and the guy like literally picked up his tray and walked away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was like halfway to the kitchen when the other guy was still drinking. Like, the, the only place you'll, you'll see waiters just getting, getting smashed with the patrons, man, is in Cabo because that's yeah. kind of what they do. And um, don't, don't get me wrong, man. I, remember I, I, was, <laughs> I was throwing people under the bus when we had that podcast with fucking Oscar, dude. I felt oh, so bad. Dude, that was mean. Because uh, <laughs> I've been guilty of going to not just any, I'm talking about any establishment. I'll give you one in particular. Do you remember uh, Tin Horn Flats in Burbank? It closed down no, now. I don't think I ever went that far north. Um, well, partying in the valley is just a whole different, whole different story. Yeah. And this is back maybe 10 years ago, a while back, maybe longer. I would say maybe now that I think about it, maybe like 17, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I would always uh, tip well at the bar. And back then, of course, cash was king, like always. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, when I would do that, it would, it would like warm up, um, the, 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 the servers and bartenders. And I was kind of like, uh, oh, this guy's cool. Like, hey, maybe I'm like, oh, so what do you drink? And they would tell me, I'm like, okay, here, get yourself one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, go for it. So I was basically like coercing them to drink on the job. <laughs> and, um, before you know it, they're like, they're like, damn, dude, they would send me messages on MySpace. I remember this. Oh, I remember MySpace. They were like, they were like, oh, dude, I made so much money last night. Thanks for a great time. When are you coming back again? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, probably like two weeks, man, when I get paid. Yeah. How and much I'm you got like, on my tab easy, next time? I was going to say, fuck, man. I was easily dropping like just by myself, uh, like $275. And then hey, you know what? Here's a question, not including like Cabo or Vegas or, you know, anything like that locally. Oh, I love that. Go back to that. That's so great. What did he say? Non-alcoholic beer drinking contest anymore and remember all your problems. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to. One of the best parts of getting shit face drunk is the next day and just being like, what did I do? And then it's like the game yeah. of text message because you're like, I think I was with these people and let me, and then yeah. you gotta, you gotta throw the feeler text. Like, um, Hey yeah. Edgar, man, that was fun last night. Right. And then, he, and then waiting for you to be like, Bro, do you remember what you did? No, dude, tell me. And like, <laughs> oh, then, it's, then it turns and then it's like, do I want to know what I did last night? Like, 
I, I, I go to a point, uh, well, you know, going back to your question right now, I, I get to a point where I know I'm about to black out mm-hmm. and, um, like I'll slow down, but then the craving comes back. Like, I just yeah. want to taste it in my mouth. But the blackout but is already once, like taking a hold of you. Like, <laughs> and and it's because like, uh, once the, once the liquor comes in, man, that's, that's what did, does, does me in. I'm just, I've never been good with it. Uh, I've, there's only one liquor that's ever ever been very friendly to me and that's vodka um really? and yeah tito's especially like when i first discovered tito's i'm like fuck you can i can literally sip it on the rocks it's that good uh tequila For, you've already seen what it does in yeah. me uh, no, you, you don't there. want that <laughs> See, i'm i'm a, i'm know. a I'm like a, a liquor company's marketing dream, like a, a liquor company's marketing wet dream because I'm you en- really you enjoy good. the taste of it, right? Well, I'm really good if I take one, like a beer and a liquor and that's it. If I start mixing yeah, shot in a it, beer, yeah, yeah. like, so if I'm like, if I'm drinking Tecates all night, yeah, I'm good. And if I'm drinking Jameson all night, Jameson mm. and Tecate, I'm good. I can promote both at the same time, but yeah. you throw in like, one tequila shot or one, you know, <laughs> something else, dude, that train just went off the fucking tracks, bro. Like it's bad. You don't want, you don't see, want to see I, that, That's shit. how I always used to start my night. Um, I used to, um, I used to buy little shots of Jaeger, the mm. airplane bottles. Yeah, whatever. I remember those. And that was my ones. shot for the, yeah, that was my shot for the night. And then I would just drink beer the rest of the night. Cool. And then, then Wednesday night started happening uh at 28 west and that's where like what the fuck and then the the you guys in general are like oh we're on a break we're gonna take some shots i'm like okay cool and i forgot it was only five dollars and um <laughs> yeah i'm like okay so what, what are we doing are oh, we doing jamie oh, like, oh, back fuck. to my question oh, my real quick that i wanted to ask oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um because so we were talking vegas, about just saying that not vegas locally you said yeah not vegas but locally um what's the biggest or what's the most tab like that you've ran up like just at a local yeah. bar, like crazy crazy horse in uh, West Covino, crazy horse. Yes, oh, that's the that old place? like nationals, right? West Covina, yeah. West Covina Mall. What's up, Juanito? Yeah, yeah. what's up? Yeah, you know you you know where it used to be. Uh, boy, the West Covina Mall is, and it used to be yeah, nationals. Yeah, yeah. It was a sports bar. Now it's a Porto. I played there right. one time. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Why or with who? Yeah, uh, stay away from Jaeger. My life. Actually, I don't get hungover with Jaeger at all. Really? Jaegermeister is like nightmare for me. Like I forget everything, yeah. and I wake up. I love piss it. Myself. I love the taste like, of it. Bad. I don't know what it is. I just I love it. It's great. I like it chilled. Um, whiskey is what really fucks me up, man. You know what? It was I li- crazy. I like the like- taste of it, but I know I'm like, okay, I gotta have just one, or there, there's a point of no return with this thing, dude. It's crazy how different liquors hit people differently. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, I mean, okay, here we go. I'm gonna ask you, which liquor makes you angry? Uh, would say probably it's a tie between. Bacardi mm-hmm. 151 mm-hmm. and um, uh, Bombay Sapphire Gin. Ooh. For me, tequila. If I drink tequila, really? I, get, I get confrontational. I get there's something in I it. Get, it's a, it's the agave, I, just get, I think. I get all Mexican. I just, <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> you're like, I start shooting guns in the air. I just, <laughs> no, like, I, um, I, I, whenever I drink tequila, I get, uh, I just get. 
I get mad about stuff. I like stuff really gets That's to me, you know, even just like if I'm just walking, you know, if I'm just hanging out and like somebody yeah. walks by and I'm like, you fucking see that guy? That guy fucking walked by you, like that. You know what? Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I can relate to that because there is one liquor that's commercial that does that to me, and that's Jack Daniels. Jack gets Jack you Daniels. angry. Jack does that. It gets me a little fired up. Yeah, I don't know what it what I don't okay. know what's in it. Is it no, the specific no other, um, um is it the specific brand or is it like whiskey? Just the stock in brand, the, the 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 just that one in particular. I don't even this I don't I heard I read somewhere that Jack Daniels, the you know, the original bottle, the just the regular one they sell on the shelves, mm-hmm. that it's not like devout true whiskey that's what i read because hmm. it doesn't taste like one it's more like a um what's it called a bourbon that's what i read i could be yeah. wrong but i don't know where i must have read that somewhere but i'm like how, how is this 10 it says whiskey on the fucking front doesn't mean it is that's what well, i read to me so for me whiskey is my go-to whiskey is my uh fun i, I like having a good time um you know, that that's my that's my liquor that is kind of keeps me more just who I am. And let's just have a good time. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. granted, I mean, I started drinking uh, like it was mostly Jack and Cokes when I was a kid because I was yeah. like, not a kid. kid. I was 21, but like I wasn't like 11. But like when I was drinking <laughs> of, of legal drinking age, I, um, I was I like would, 10. <laughs> I would drink Jack and Cokes because um I didn't have a lot of money and it was, and it was cheap. Mm-hmm. I can go to Ralph's and get that giant jug of, of Jack for like, like it like was like 25 bucks. bucks or something. Yeah. 30 yeah. bucks. And I would keep that and, and I would just have that and Coke. So Jack and Coke was my, was my go-to back then. Yeah. And that's always, but you know, as you get older, you know, you become a yeah. little bit more seasoned. You like better uh, quality whiskey. So, you know, I, yeah. I, and then once I, once I joined the, uh, the long run, the TLR, the Eagles band, all those guys in that band, they're all scotch drinkers. Like they like, they oh. like their scotch. They, they, they I, know, like their I think scotch. Jim, yeah. Jim, Jim is a big scotch guy. Well, he used to be, um, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. drink anymore, but, uh, Birdo I, yeah. actually is the, the drummer. Um, yes. Berta, actually he's going to be quick little plug. He's going to be on my podcast tomorrow at seven. Um, oh, that's right. That's, is, uh, the- he, not only is he a, a drummer for uh, a couple different bands, but he has been a loan officer for uh, something like 20 years or something like that. So uh, wow, we're going to be talking awesome, about, man. you know, how to how to buy a house, how to approve for a loan. We're gonna do all that stuff tomorrow. But you mean I can't just come in and give you money and you give me the house? That's what I wanted to. That's what <laughs> I want to do. But I guess I guess not. We're gonna find out tomorrow. But um, what the fuck did Dan say? I can't drink tequila either. You know, kidnap enough teddy bears and see them together in the park on a Sunday. Yada yada yada. <laughs> Anthony likes rum. Okay, see, I have a thing about rum too. It's like. Yes, and it's it's the Borico on you, bro. That's what it is because Caribbean people love rum, dude. Yeah. It's kind of like um, I remember the first time I tried rum. Uh, was there's so actually, many different you know, kinds of rums, though. Like, there's so many, dude. So many. And it, speak of the 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 bar tab I ran up, it was okay. that crazy horse. I was just doing Grey Goose. I was going through that Grey Goose phase with you know all the homies used to come and get tables at Havana House in Alhambra, yeah, and sell a bunch of drugs to everyone, obviously. Um, and, and I, I, he, they followed me over to, to crazy horse and it was a wild night. I mean, and uh, I'm like, Hey, let me treat you guys this time. So we went through like four bottles of gray goose. And then, uh, one of my buddies, Oscar, he had the genius idea. He goes, Hey, Bledsoe. That's my nickname. He's like, "Uh, you want some rum? 
Bledsoe because Drew Bledsoe was my childhood idol. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, everything was Drew Bledsoe for me in high school. Everything before Tom Brady. Everyone asked, like, "Oh, you're just like a poser bandwagon, like Patriots fan." I'm like, "No, you have to remember, I adopted this team because of this player." Other than that, I was just a fan of just the you know, NFL football players in general. But he he said he's like he wants some gin. I'm not gin, uh, some rum. And I'm like, rum. I don't know what he ordered, mm-hmm. but it came in a really weird looking bottle. It looks like like if you were sending a message in a bottle in the fucking ocean or whatever. Really, really fucking uh, really raunchy, but it tasted so good. It just went straight down, and the rest is history, dude. That's some scary shit. All I all I know is that 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 was the night that they say, "Oh yeah, we're going to Playboy Mansion." Really? And I'm like, yes. I don't know how it happened. And then one of my buddies from that crew is like, "Hey, we we do what the um the old Arabic kings used to be uh, used to do, and what they did is they would present an idea." Mm-hmm. Under the influence, right? And they would, um, they would, they were pre, they were present an idea sober, and then they would get fucked up on rum and present the same idea to see if it made sense. Probably made more sense. Yeah. So uh, usually the objections come more when you're under the influence. You would think is when you're sober, you're kind of more conscious about the objections, but no, actually they come more when you're liquored up. So isn't that fucking okay. crazy? So now that we're talking about spice rum. <laughs> like, uh, I got a quick there story. It is. He named it. He named it Sailor Jerry's. Sailor Jerry's. Yeah, that's the name of the place the or the name of the rum. No, the name of the rum. I remember that because it had something to do with a boat or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, Sailor Jerry's. That's the one, dude. That's the one. Okay. But go ahead. What so, you're saying? So, do you remember? You remember when I lived uh, in downtown LA? Yeah. Okay. I think we talked a little bit. Did we? Did we talk on a podcast about um, my buddy Joe Sanchez? And and how I got drunk at that, uh, at that was it on a podcast or was that just we told the story before? Do you remember no, that story? You might have told Joe when I got shammered with he, him, and then we took the Rolls Royce and we went back to his place. No, oh, dude, this is so good. Um, story time. Okay, so my buddy Joe Sanchez, he uh, he he uh, he he passed away not too long ago. Um, he was the owner of Classic um, Classic Beer yeah. Distributing Company. Um, and they would, yes, they, yes. so this dude, he just, you know, it, I lived in downtown LA in a high rise that was across the street from, um, uh, the Cecil, LA Lot. <laughs> the Cecil. <laughs> it was called the Cecil. <laughs> no, no, I didn't live there, but I remember I, I lived there during that time. And I remember walking by there yeah. a few times and tripping out on it. Like it was, weird. No, it, it's yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole other, other, other story. Anyways. Um, uh, so Joe, um, you know, he had a, a Rolls Royce ghost and a driver and it was a good friend of ours. Um, and, and he lived across the street. He lived at the JW Marriott. So, um, oh, he had a condo okay. up there. It was a, it was a two story condo in the, yeah, J- on the 27th dude. floor. Like it was like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Anyways, there was one night he reached out to me and, and Marlene. He was like, hey, do you guys want to come out drinking? We're like, yeah, sure. So literally across the street from our, our place is this, um, this members-only place called um, Kanya, C-A-N-A, I guess. Oh, Kanya, Kanya yeah, yeah, Rum yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a hidden-type, yeah. speakeasy-type place where you yeah. go, you got to go in. I know in. which one you're talking about. The, the entrance is in, in like a – it's in a, a parking structure. 
Anyway, yeah. so, but it, like you say members only and you think it's like really cool. Like, but literally the only way, like the, it, all you got to do is just sign up online and you're a member. Like it's not that hard. So um, <laughs> we became members and we lived across the street. So we met him there and we get in there and we start drinking and Joe, uh, you know, he's, he's got, he's just, he's a great guy and he's a lot of, a lot of fun. He's like, Hey, if we're out here drinking, like I got a bunch of money, like I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, let's just have fun. So we were drinking these like spice rum drinks and like, I mean, and, and the, uh, the guys that were, wow. what are they called? The, the, um, mixologists, like they were making some great yeah. drinks for us. Like even this one that we had to like light on fire. And then this other one that you had to like, Oh wow. Drink it off of like silver. Um, I mean, it was the weirdest, what the like fuck? weird stuff. Right. So we're getting a little tipsy. And then all of a sudden, yeah. uh, Marlene's like, well, I got to work tomorrow. So I'm going to go back. I said, cool. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll walk you back home because it's across the street. And then I'll, I'll come back out and drink. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just walk back. Like, you don't have to worry about me driving drunk. And uh, yeah. so we were hanging out. I, I walked her <laughs> home. And, and then I come back to Kanya and we start drinking more. And then and we're getting pretty blitzed off of this rum. This rum is like, whoa, it's next level shit, bro. Like this, this really? gets you there. So like it gets you there. Um, and then uh, and then we we uh, Joe's like, hey, let's go back to my place. I'm like, cool. Yeah. So we're going to walk. He's like, we'll take the Rolls Royce. So we jump in the car and we drive two blocks like like just two blocks over and we get in we go up to his pad and he's got this gorgeous pad and by the time we get up there liquor's sitting in right it's yeah it's getting there it's getting there and uh and we're just we're hanging out and i'm, I'm looking out his window i'm like joe i can see my house from your house and we like hugging <laughs> each other and jumping up and down and like it was just it was it was it was ridiculous well this at this point in the story is usually when i stop because after yeah. this, it gets great. <laughs> and, and, wow. Uh, but you know what? I just, I feel like if I'm going to be on your podcast right now, we got to give people gold. So, yes. So what happens after this is I asked Joe, um, his, his driver's name was, uh, uh, Captain. His name is, his name is Dave Morgan. We call him Captain. And, um, <laughs> uh, Captain was a, he's a good friend. Uh, love the guy, love the guy. Um, and so he's, he's hanging out and I said, Hey, Cap, I got, I got to go. I got to use the restroom real quick. And he goes, cool. Yeah. I go through the kitchen, still over there, you know, on the right hand side. So I walked through the kitchen, this huge kitchen, this refrigerator that was like bigger than my walk-in closet. Like I opened up the Jesus. fridge just to look at it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I get into the bathroom and when I get into the bathroom, he has a tub like Scarface. Like no. it was, this, it was this massive tub, like, and oh, I am I am one cool. of those um when I get drunk or when I'm hungover or something like that, I gotta I gotta jump in the shower type guys. And um so I mean I couldn't <laughs> resist. <laughs> so so I get I get in this bathroom and then not only that, but he's got this like really bitchin' like awesome robe, um, like really nice big white robe that, that says Joe Sanchez. <laughs> so so I take my clothes off. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so I take my clothes off and I put his robe on and, um, and I'm filling up the tub and, uh, and I'm filling up the tub and, and like, I'm like checking the water and you know, it's, it's about halfway filled and all of a sudden there's this knock on the door and I was like, Oh shit, I forgot. I'm at Joe's house. And then the door opens and captain's right there. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking a bath. 
And he's like, why are you wearing his robe? And I was like, because I'm taking a bath, bro. Like, what do you what do you mean? Like, it didn't compute. I was so drunk on this oh, on this man. spice rum that I was just I was having such a great time. And I'm like, I, you know, it was one of those I was just living minute to minute. I see a tub, I gotta jump in. So he goes, dude you need to put your clothes on, dude. I got to get you out of here before Joe sees you. If Joe sees you, like he's going to be burned out. And I'm like, oh man, I don't want to burn out Joe. I didn't I, like, now I feel bad. I'm like, I didn't want to, yeah. I was just, I was just going with the flow of things. So um, I put my clothes on, I get out, I'm walking around and Joe's passed out. And I was like, cool. Oh. So I was like, and I was like, and I was like, bro, I can't, I can't walk home. I can't even walk out of here. And he goes, don't worry. I'll take you home. So, so, <laughs> Dave drives me home in the Rolls Royce two blocks away. Right. And this is the cool oh, thing. My, my, uh, my apartment, um, they had like one of those, uh, big front, um, uh, front, the front doors that open and they had the front desk and it had security and the front desk that was right there. And like, it was a, it was a really, I really liked that place. It was really cool. And so this, <laughs> this Rolls Royce pulls up in front and all of a sudden the security opens up the door and they're looking. And then I get out of the back seat and I'm walking. <laughs> stumbling up stumbling up there and uh and and it was it was just and like um this and i know the security and i know the front desk and i know i'm you know i'm a, a outgoing guy so i'm like what's up and they're like where you come from i was like man i was partying i was up in that building <laughs> So then I, I get upstairs. Marlene is like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, she throws me in the tub and turns on the shower. And I'm I just, I fall asleep in my clothes. And that is, you know, how I lived most of my twenties. But, uh, so then the next day, which was a Wednesday, we were, we had a gig and we had a, yeah. a gig in downtown LA at dames and games. We had a residency there and we played yes, there every Wednesday. I remember. And yeah. Joe used to always come to that. So, so I'm at the gig and the Rolls Royce shows up. And Dave, uh, Captain gets out, Joe gets out, and, you know, they come inside and I'm like, oh shit, like, I hope he's not mad at me. Like, I was so embarrassed. Like, I was like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe I did this. I'm so sorry. So I wanted to just, you know, I just wanted to just, I didn't want to let any time go by. I just wanted, you know, knock it out. So I go right up to Joe and I'm like, bro, I said, hey man, I just want to let you know, man. I had so much fun last night. I'm really sorry if I did anything or said anything like at your crib. And he was like, you came to my crib. What? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, we went to your crib and like, we were drinking and partying. And he was like, man, I was so fucked up last night. I don't remember, bro. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, Hey man, I'm sorry if I said anything. <laughs> You're like, and, don't tell him about the rope. Don't tell so, him about the rope. Don't tell yeah, him about I was, the yeah, rope. Yeah, don't tell him about the tub. Don't tell him I tried to take, uh, a, take a bath. Uh, you know what? Anyways. Now that you bring up the Rolls Royce, I remember that Rolls yep. Royce in the parking lot at Dames and Games. Yep, that white Rolls Royce ghost. That thing was gorgeous. That thing was amazing. Yes. And I'm like, yep. that can't belong to one of the dancers. No way. <laughs> no way. Yep. So, it's a rental. Anyways, that whole story was to let everybody know that Spice Rum is no joke. No, it's not. Look at Anthony with his with his Puerto Rican ass. He's like, man, I gotta go out and get some. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's so crazy because, for example, what when was it? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you a really, really 
Really awesome story. It was, I believe, around it was the notorious 2006, early 2006 year in Alhambra, Havana House, okay. when you guys used to play there twice, <laughs> twice a week. Oh, Brett said, Pussy. <laughs> Pussy. It was, was uh, it was a Sunday. Oh my God, Brett said, Get the cracking. <laughs> Get the cracking. You were, um, you were on, you guys were on a break. I showed up. Uh, this time solo. Uh, that's when I was driving my notorious 1998 Ford Contour with the bullet, uh, yeah. the bullet hole on the side of the keeping it the, real passenger. <laughs> and um, you you took me over uh, with our friend Hector Flaco, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna have this thing called a Diablo shot." I'm like, "What the fuck oh. is a Diablo shot?" And uh, old bartender Yasmin, uh, she's like, here. And she's like, you want extra tapatio in it? I'm like, what the fuck is tapatio in it? And all I felt was this asshole's fucking just, he pulls my head back and he shoves it in my throat. And I'm like, I just got there. I hadn't even had a drink. Who's that? Hector. Flock, flocko. Uh, and he's like, he's telling me in his little Native American, she kind of goes, all you have to do is drink it and you'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And all I felt was just fire going down my throat. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is this, dude? And I'm thinking in my head, should I just regurgitate it or just take it? And then I'm like, no, I, that's, when I was, that's when I was drinking Heffenweizen exclusively. Like I was just obsessed with it for some fucking reason. And I got a half and uh, I just downed it, dude. Boom. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, fuck. And then I remember, who was it? Janair. Uh, bartender dinner she's like Are you okay and i'm like whatever the fuck that was she goes they basically gave you gasoline with fucking hot sauce and i was like god damn dude after that i have never seen you play so accurately and amazing uh you were on key i'm like what's in this stuff and then i got up and sang i think it was you guys had you're like oh we're gonna jam out on a bush song i'm like you guys never played bush <laughs> yeah and you you're watching like, the wrong see, band you know, dude no, and then you started playing the bass line to come down. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, 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 dude. I'm like, oh, you guys know this song? I'm like, cool. And uh, it was like just perfect. And everyone was just all eyes this way. And I'm like, why am I, my sense is so enhanced? This is fucking crazy. And I could even see uh, the security guards like coming in, like kind of checking it out. And then boom, you guys go on a break after the notorious. Uh, um, Black Magic Woman fucking drum solo. Mm-hmm. And um, then you're like, hey, you want another one? And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's have another one. Wait, uh, I said this? This time, yes, you said it. And uh, I don't know where Flocko was out chasing chasing skirts somewhere, but 